Hi, beloved one. Welcome. I am Drasmin, and this is the podcast, the Human Experience Podcast. Today is March 13th, 2022. And today's word is a bit on the opposite end of the spectrum of yesterday's share. And I will begin today by sharing a personal experience and my first time experiencing this word. Now, if you have been following this journey, you will have picked up by now. I am a brown female bodied woman, US born, yet with heritage of India from the east and Mexico from the south of North America. And I was born in this country, so I am a natural born citizen. Yet I wasn't raised in this country. I moved to the U.S. when I was 15 in 2003, two years after 9-1-1. In a previous episode, I shared my gift of sight and how I had seen the fall of the Twin Towers a few years before it happened. And what I didn't share in that episode is the morning of the incident when my father came home and interrupted mother making breakfast to take her to our neighbor's house where they had television because we did not grow up with television or even electricity for most of my childhood years. He came in a total disarray, interrupted her in the middle of cooking. She handed the stove and spatula over to me and they took off, came back, about a half hour later and her face was ashen and she pulled out her journals where she would take meticulous notes of all my dreams and there in the journal from a few years prior were my were her notes of my vision and I was a young child at that time I believe I was 13 so I was still fairly young and I didn't understand what was happening and what I recall was my mother looking at me across the table 
and just gasping as she repeated your your dream came true what you said came true you said this would happen and it would ha and it happened it's it's happened it's and she was just stuttering she was clearly in a state of, of shock and my father filled me in and then i started to grasp a little bit what had happened yet i really did not understand what had happened because i was not raised in the states i didn't know what the world towers were i just had seen some airplanes crash into two tall buildings that looked the same and um, a few days later newspapers showed up with pictures and i pointed yep that's exactly what i saw and what i do recall more than anything was in that moment i felt an immense responsibility for what had happened i interpreted what was being shared to me from my mother's and father's shock that i had created this catastrophe and it could be laughable yes yet in that moment it wasn't it traumatized me i it it played a huge role in shutting down my intuitive gift that i have since worked on reconnecting and reawakening to back to that day two years later i moved to the u.s and i was a brown woman with a very thick accent a young woman of 15 in a california high school and the world had clearly changed america's security systems and measures had greatly amplified and I recall my mother making comments about it during our flight to the States and it was a rather disruptive experience that I will not dive into here today I will share the rest of the story which is getting me to today's work my first week in the United States, I was having lunch by myself out in the courtyard of the cafeteria and I had already been experiencing a lot of um, disdain, shall we say, from the other students. I was welcomed by some, curious by others, and completely just sneered at and I didn't really understand it would take me many years to understand so I was having lunch by myself and I was halfway through my meal when a Caucasian young male with blue eyes who I later learned was uh, one of the main team players in the football team um, in this high school football team he approached me surrounded by a couple of the other jocks as I soon came to find out they were called football players sport athletes 
and he threw a check in front of my face and um, they were all surrounded me and I felt felt like a trapped animal and my food was just frozen in my stomach. I had a lump in my throat. He throws down this blank check in front of me and he just shouts at my face. Go back to your country, you fucking terrorist. It took me many years to recall what I what I did and what happened. I was so frozen in shock. I felt in that moment that I was going to get beaten or gang raped, which would not be a new experience for me either on either counts. Yet what shocked me was this was happening in America. This country that I had perceived up until that point to be such a powerful, amazing, free-loving free place for all beings to come and be welcomed in. I had heard throughout my growing up years, America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And I didn't feel free or brave in that moment. I was U.S. born and perhaps in that moment I considered I didn't feel free and brave because I hadn't been raised in the country, which is just ridiculous if now that I look back on it. I was so utterly shocked that I froze and then they started to come in closer and then some girls passing by called this man by his name and said something to the effect of leave the new kid alone or something like that and then they all just laughed one of the young men spit on the ground next to me uh, and another one grabbed the blank check and crumpled it into a ball and then threw it at my face as they all walked off laughing. This was my first experience with racism, with hostility, with um, ignorance, with um, hatred from a child. Ultimately, this young man was a child. He was a high schooler, a, a sophomore. I was a freshman, a ninth grader, and he was a 10th grader. And as I was sitting there in, in utter shock, I felt that I had been revealed and caught in the fact that I had created the 911 incident. So yes, in fact, I was indeed a terrorist. I was an invader in this country. I was unwelcome. And it planted a seed within me that it was not safe for me to be in America. 
because of the color of my skin, because of my accent, and secretly in my heart because of my gift of prophecy that had seen the 911 incident that had just happened. It was still quite raw in the minds and consciousness of the American people. When 911 happened, this young man was approximately 14 years young so he was also quite impressed upon as most americans were as most of the world was by what happened and the word of the day as you may have guessed by now is terrorist it created a freeze response within me where it developed over time into this idea that I simultaneously had no rights and was bound by the law of the American people to not fight, shall we say, to not go against the law. And it was ultimately so confusing for years. Here I am experiencing bigotry, hatred, racism, prejudice, and the, the, the sexism and injustice and just mindless acts of beings did not stop there. That was my first introduction to it. What was most shocking for me was not the hatred I had experienced. It was that I experienced it from a child. And I have been in this country for almost 20 years. And I have since lightened my accent. I swore in that moment that I would lighten my accent because I didn't want to be the weirdo with the thick accent who was a terrorist. And that did really help. I have still been called a multitude of derogatory racist slurs that I have either removed from my life, I just simply do not engage, use, or tolerate it, honestly, some of the words around me for any kind of race. You know, the African beings have different racist terms that are, for example, the most common is the N-word. It is glorified in uh, movies and music and culture and I've talked in previous episodes about how our words create um, energy forms that then is the uh, foundation framework of our physical forms and so all of these racist words that are going around in movies and, and music and literature and conversation used by people in power used by spiritual leaders it is feeding this energy of hate it is feeding this energy of constantly being at war and at conflict within self and within our community and with each other because there is this underlying current that one might be terrorized, one might be 
teased and bullied and picked on and just mistreated and abused because of something that they have absolutely no control over. Biology, skin color, the family they are born in. I mean, ultimately, yes, we do choose before entering this plane of existence, the bodies and the families and the experiences to a point that we will have in order to reach our life destiny. And then we come into the human experience. We all pass through the veil of forgetfulness and it is up to our free will to tap back into that God state of all knowing within self, universal oneness, which I touched up on yesterday's episode coming back to the innate state of being or not and then that creates more karma and then you're caught in the loop of uh, self-destruction until you break out of it because ultimately the gift of being in the human experience is free will free will to do what one pleases I have shared this story of my first week in America, and this is not the only thing that happened that first week that was just completely destroyed all my illusions of America being this really welcoming place. Um, I have shared this experience of mine with many beings over the years, and I have gotten a mixture of response. Like, wow, that's awful. Or, wow, that's hilarious. Like, that one always caught me off guard. Like, really? That's funny? That's your first response? That's funny? A young child of 15 moves to a foreign country. Doesn't really know anybody in the country. Doesn't have any friends. Doesn't really speak the same type of English. Has a very thick accent. Is terrorized by these children in a place that's supposed to feel safe and welcoming, a school, a public place. This is funny. So there's different responses that I've received and I've learned to just witness the different responses because the responses ultimately say more about the person who is responding than it does about me. So I'm going to close today's share with the journal share on what my perspective on terror is and before I do so invite you into an awareness of where you are in denial of how you might be perpetuating the hate in our world through the conscious or unconscious use of your language, through the music, movies, books you choose to wear, listen to, engage in, to what you choose to buy, where you choose to invest your money, what corporations, to truly become an activist of love, which is to say to become a embodied being of love and empowerment is to not just stand back when there is 
ignorance being thrown around all over the place. And I take every opportunity I can get to express gratitude to any being who asks me about the veil that I wear on my head when I'm out in public and at home, to ask about my face paint. I always start with thank you for your curiosity because ultimately this whole idea of, of terror is coming from a place of ignorance, of not understanding, a fear of being ridiculed for not understanding. Hate breeds hate. Hurt people hurt people. And so the more we come into understanding and recognition of where we are rejecting and neglecting parts of self, where we are terrorizing very sensitive aspects of ourself by engaging in these external words that do not support love, then we can really start to see a shift in our world. At the beginning of the series, I talked about how World War III is now here, which means the age of neutrality is over. There's no, I'm just going to sit around and kind of not. There is a very clear choice now, either to stand up and be who you are in all of your fullness, not just the easy and happy-go-lucky, also the difficult and the challenging, or to not. And that was in the very first episode of this season. I believe it was called The Dissolution of Neutrality. So wrapping up today's episode, here is what I wrote. We are in the final war, not of body, but of heart, not of mind, but of soul. Terror is the capacity of evil within man and woman. The shadow of free will is choice to destroy. Yet contrition is the balm and correction the medicine. Mercy of life restoring wellness to these bones. The I am, I am holds the mirror and the fear. Oh, beloved heart of mine, thank you for holding me here. Thank you again for joining me. I am Drazmin, and until we meet again, blessed be.